Well, this morning here, we have Adam Bloom with us, who is our third shift supervisor. Adam, welcome to the radio program. Thanks for having me again. Now, Adam, you've been with us for how many years? Oh, boy. Um, I'm guessing 21. Yes. And working third shift, uh, you've been very faithful. Your ministries, uh, I consider very powerful. Uh, you have the opportunity uh to work not only with the resident men on the long-term program, but you work a lot of times with our, our, our guys on the emergency shelter. And you have a lot of questions that come up to you in what I call the odd hours of night. Yeah, It could happen at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, a lot of spiritual, maybe uh, people are struggling, and you have that opportunity to, to uh, share Christ. Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. I love it. I mean, people just... I don't, I don't think they fully understand everything that takes place here, but it is just awesome. It's an awesome ministry. It's an awesome work, how we get to reach out and, and work with the guys. And you talked about there's a lot of guys that come up and they want counseled. And we was talking to another guy, and he was talking about this counseling. And, and I said, you know, I think counseling's kind of doing what we're doing. We're talking back and forth. But I said the best counsel comes from the Bible. Amen. And I said we got, I don't know, 66 counselors there, you know, Job and David. <laughs> and, and they've yes. been through life experiences, and they've come out strong in the faith. And, uh, and that's what we want to see. Well, you know, Adam, we're going to move on to some other things here shortly. But I do want to talk, you know, when you started here, uh, you have a beautiful family. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about uh, your family. How many children do you have? And when you started, where where were you at with family? And were you, did, were you married to your wonderful wife, Eunice, yet? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we just got married when I started here at the mission. Mm -hmm. I think everybody showed up, Chaplain Meeks. <laughs> and I mean, just everybody was there. It was just a lot of fun. And it just stuck out to me because it you really sense the family that, that we have here. And uh, I couldn't believe it because I just started, and so I'm seeing people show up. And they did that for my mom's funeral, too, mm -hmm. and, uh, and just a good community of believers that we have. But, um, you know, they was they, my wife was there, and as just things developed over the years, we had one, and then we had another, Emily, and then came Joshua, and then Jeremy, and then Timothy. And uh, the age uh, differential is just unique, you know. Uh, Timothy is five. Jeremy is 13. I think I got it wrong last time. I probably did this time, and they just laughed, you know, yes. when it came to the program. But, Well, you know, it's interesting. We, we have some, some things in common. When I started here 24 years ago, we had two children, hmm. and we were expecting our third. And then the Lord blessed us with a total of number of seven children. And it's interesting how time moves quickly because, you know, we have six of our kids that are graduated wow. from high school. Yeah, and we have that's one uh, that's 12 that's, you know, still in school. And I know you guys have moved through that yeah. area as well. Yeah, Joshua and Emily have graduated and they're working. And um, it just it's, it's really unique. Jeremy is getting up there ninth grade now. And uh, and so Timothy, he's coming in now, and we're going to register next week, uh, next year, and uh, and just begin teaching. And we already have started, yes. But just them being a part of it, being a part of my ministry um, from day one here at the mission. Most of the men know who they are. Uh, they see them every week, and there's not uh, not every week, but uh, we'll come in on uh, the chapel services on Saturday, and they love them. There's not a time that I don't come, and they're like, Adam, this is your family, and they meet them, and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for our children, a lot of these guys are family. They know them. Yes. And the guys know them and uh, just received really well. Well, you know, Adam, we had I had Jack Hug on a couple of weeks ago talking about the, uh, the Hope Sports Camp. 
And I wanted to talk to you because you've been a part of that for many, many years as well. And your role is is very important as you work with uh, Jack and Jesse and a lot of the other coaches. I know your wife also helps out at the camp along with uh, some of your kids. But this year was a little different because last year we missed it because of COVID-19. And this year we actually had the camps at a different location. So you you had more time with the kids as you transported them from the mission to the churches that that the camps were being held at. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the things, the interaction that you had with the, some of the, the kids. Well, you know, one thing I love about it and people don't know is just the opportunity of the time that we get to spend. So we put on a lot of activities, um, some different festivals. I think they do a picnic here and big community. And there's some really neat things that they do. But this ministry is so unique in some ways that we get to spend, I think, more time with the children than probably any other activity. And we get to be able to be involved in their life. We get to hear their stories. We get to speak into their life. But this isn't just one day, one event, one hour. This is every single day for quite a few hours we get to spend with them. And so that uniqueness of being able to just come day after day and spend it with them. And then transport them. Yes. And then as we're transporting, they're on their phone, they're talking about things, we're interjecting, we're getting to speak to them. And, you know, when you talk about my family, they're very much a part of that in the sense that, you know, um, my wife and my daughter and my children, I mean, they just feel a part of that. They, It's it's a very unique uh, thing. My daughter wanted to go on the mission field mm-hmm. and um, she was going to go to uh, college for that, be a missionary translation. And then she kind of threw around the idea of going to Florida and, uh, with the orphanage. And it's kind of like we've kind of opened up our eyes to see there's a mission field right here. And uh, and so, um, you know, she's she was with us. She was getting pictures. She was working with them. And uh, just the, the the fun of that. I mean, uh, they were my my some of my children were just saying that we can't believe some of the stories that they yes. didn't know about the Lord and uh, about his salvation and, and different things like that. And. They were just amazed by how much they didn't know about the Bible. Yes. And, you know, one of the things, we won't go into the full details of it, but one of the things that really caught my ear as you were, as we were talking even before the, the program is as you had that time of going up with them, because one of the church locations was probably, a, it was about a little oh, bit yeah. over half an hour drive, maybe 35 minutes. Yeah. So there's a lot, you know, the first day is always, you know, everybody's trying to get to know everybody. But I'm sure by Wednesday, things are pretty crazy as, as you're driving up up to the church. But one of the things that caught my ear is, you know, you had mentioned a lot of kids mentioning uh, some of the, the, the troubling dreams, spiritual dreams yeah. that, that, that they had uh, while at home. And, you know, I know you... Uh, as you presented the gospel at the camp to them, I'm sure there was enormous amounts of opportunity to share about Christ. Yeah, you know, they had there, there was quite a few of them that had so much fear. Yes, and that's what these dreams was bringing mm-hmm. a lot of these young people uh, just to fear. And there's some that just, I mean, even sleeping was something fearful for them. And it seemed like a lot of the things, the movies, the the gaming, the the, the phones, a lot of this was just bringing it in. And so, um, as I had the opportunity to speak and and to teach up there, you know, we we wanted to address those fears. We wanted to uh, give them confidence, uh, and and uh, we wanted to um, um, uh, kind of 
give them a peace um, and uh, an understanding. And so um, we was able to address a lot of those things. And, and uh, there's a few of them just thanked me yes. at the end. I mean, they were really thankful. There's more specific things yes. I can say. I don't know exactly how to say some of that stuff, but right. but it was just a really good time. Yes. And, you know, you not only were in some of the things that were done this this year that were a little bit different too is you guys did more of a group setting with the kids instead of taking them off with each coach is that correct yeah and you guys talk to them more as a whole group and i think that was beneficial yeah um you know uh, i was talking to our uh, men's director and uh jesse was just asking me some of my ideas and we was going to originally have different men speak and break off but he kind of liked some of my ideas on it to kind of give a Bible, chronological Bible teaching. So in just a few days, just taking them from creation um, to the fall to um, Jesus Christ and giving some stories of faith in between. But we, we're really trying to establish some things with the kids to help them understand and, uh, you know, um, why and and uh, God's plan and yes. his design and how from Genesis to Revelation, uh, it's a story of faith and hope and how God is trying to restore um, that faith and hope that we've fallen away from. You know, I was telling them early on how there's so many temptations out there. Yes. But with um, Eve, you see that and in, in, in you see that with Adam and the curiosity just to know when it's that's not always a good idea, you know. And uh, and so uh, we established that where, you know, God said, hey, don't do this. And then they just wanted to be curious and to know in the tragic um, results of that yes. fall. And and I just this was one thing that I thought was really important is that, you know, uh, most of the kids, sometimes they would think that in some ways God's out to get them. I think a lot of people in the world's like that, like God's out to get them or most people think that he doesn't have a good will towards them or pretty much of the world believes that God has some will against them. And so sometimes they hear it from preacher and it make it look like God's tyrannical. Yes. And uh, and he's not. And uh, it, some people have this thing that he's wanting to bring harm to us because there's things that he keeps us back from and he warns us about. And uh, almost like he's daring us to do something so he can punish us. But I was helping him to see a whole other understanding of who God was, that he's not like that, that he's long-suffering. He's not willing that any should perish. And that's why he sent a Savior, because he has good will towards us. Yes. So from the beginning, we see that he allowed us to make mistakes. And then he worked with us to infuse in us hope and restore our relationship with him. And that no matter where they've been or what they've uh, done, God is full of grace and desires the best for them and for me. And he's willing to work with us and has given us some promises that will see us through anything in our life yes. and give us hope where sometimes there's no hope to be found and a comfort where sometimes there's no comfort to be found and answers sometimes we couldn't get anywhere else. And, you know, Adam, as you share that, the group that you guys were working with, the boys and the girls, I mean, here we are, we're looking at third graders yeah. all the way up through eighth grade. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming to see how much these kids have either experienced already and even some of the questions yeah. that come your way yeah. that you're thinking, man, he's only in third grade or she's only in fourth grade. So the opportunity to present hope, to present the gospel, to present Christ to them, that's right. Uh, God wants to bring them in. His, he is long-suffering, unconditional love, grace. Yeah. That's what they need to hear, yeah. and that's what we, we present. And, you know, the stories of, of Jesus, they just loved them. 
I mean, there's all the answers to be found right there and that you can go to him anytime in prayer and that he's made that way possible uh, through uh, going to the cross and shedding his blood and rising again, that we have a living Savior, a living God at the right hand of the Father that we can call upon. And and, and so it's so unique. They get to see his love poured out for them. And, uh, and yeah, you're, you're right. There is, there is just tremendous... Um, things, obstacles that was in the way. And it was as the days unfolded that we could, because some of them, uh, they listened and, and we wanted that. We wanted that in reaction, like, hey, you know, you're you more than willing to to listen, to ask questions. Certainly, you don't have to believe us for what we say, but yes. just to open up your hearts and see, you know, and ask and, and let's find out where you're at. And and uh, see if we can give you some answers that, you know, and they did that when they, they talked about the forgiveness of sins, they talked about their guilt. They talked about their shame. One kid asked me, I think three days in a row, how he could be forgiven. Wow. And so I was just telling him about what Jesus did. And I told him about how he took all of our sins and that now as a result of that, he went to the cross and he died for sin and he arose again the third day to forgive all and any who would come to him. And so he asked me that the third day. So I told him the third day. And I think he was maybe wanting something to do or something to that effect. And I told him, I said, hey, you can express your thanks to God. You can pray. You can. And the third day he he looked at it and I said, what I want you to do is I don't want you necessarily just to say a prayer and then three weeks to forget about Jesus. I want him in your heart. I want you to understand and know who he is and what he's done and to love him. And the third day he asked me again and I told him again the story, the gospel story of Jesus and his love. And he's like, he's like, I get it, coach. And uh, yeah. he said, you want us to believe that? Yes. And I said, yeah. I said, that's where salvation is found. I said, you can do anything and walk away not knowing or understanding or yes. believing. But I said, it's a whole different thing when you take it to heart and you receive it. And, uh, and you're able to walk with it and, and talk to others and have that relationship now as a result of it. Well, you know, Adam, it's hard to believe that we're just about at the end of the program here. Right. But I do want to say we thank you uh, for your commitment uh, working at these basketball camps for all, a lot of years. I think probably since you, you started here. And uh, your wife and your children being a part of that and the ministry very important ministry with with these kids and as we close here how can we pray maybe for you or these kids or family uh as we move forward here yeah you know you just pray that god would water that seed and um and one of the things that we really made it clear to is that you know decisions that they have and uh and we want them we want to help them with those decisions and uh, decide uh, what you want to be, and, and we want to come along and help you, uh, you know, meet those goals and encourage you and, and mentor or, you know, send you a, 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 a something in the mail or, or call you on the phone and ask how you're doing. I just pray that those young children will never forget what they heard and that God would just water that seed. If it's not us, it's somebody who will come behind them and encourage them. And, uh, and, and, and remind them uh, of, of the hope that we have and, uh, and what we're living for. And so that's one of the prayers that I would think amongst the, the young people that how shall they hear without appreciation? Send somebody to yes. us. And then uh, and, uh, along the lines with me and my family, we just want to continue ministering. Yes. And just here at the Haven, I don't, I don't think people know the opportunity. 
I, I just really don't. You you hear me talk about it, but I, I'm telling you, there is just something special about this ministry and that people would get on their knees and partner with us and pray and pray as we speak to these people and we uh, talk to them and, and meet them where they are at. And the Bible says a bruised weed, he shouldn't break or a smoking flax, he wouldn't quench. Talking about Jesus. So yes. we want to be gentle. Uh, we want to bring them along. We want to give them the answers to life and show them uh, where they come from, the Bible. And and uh, and I think as they give us the opportunity, we're going to open it up and they're going to see and, and, and they're going to walk. And we've seen a lot of those stories. So just continuously pray that God would just fill us, give us the words, and uh, that they would pray um, that um, God would continue to bring men here that we can meet those needs and speak into their hearts. Well, Adam, it's always a blessing to have you. Thank you for being a part of the program today. Yeah, thank you.